Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 193. Why being nice is holding you back in love. This one goes out to all the nice girls out there. I am a recovering nice girl. Still have a little bit of nice girl left. (laughs) Um, So excited to dive in to this episode today. And um, yeah, just help you really see all the ways in which it's holding you back, not just from love, but from everything. Being from a nice deep person. and meaningful connection, which is yes. if that's the thing that you want, you can't have it being nice yes. or being a people from your life purpose, like from everything being nice. It's lovely. And there, there's, um, there's so much beauty to nice girls because you, you care, you have a big heart and yet, uh, it's also our conditioning sugar and spice and everything nice. And there's a very big difference between being nice and being kind. So I, I want to start there. I, I think that for me mm-hmm. on the journey of awakening, actually the, that book, why men love bitches. I read that early on my journey and, I think that that book had such a significant impact because I was such a nice girl because I'm caring and loving, but like people pleaser, sweetie pie, self-sacrificer, always putting everybody else's needs ahead of my own feeling responsible for other people's experiences and, you know, not knowing how to break up. I couldn't even break up with people back in the day. I couldn't even, I would just like ignore them until they broke up with me because I, I, I couldn't even break up with them. I, was that nice. And the, the, the lie is that being nice is, is kind. It's actually not being nice is lying. Basically when you're people pleasing and you're saying yes, but it's actually, no, you're just lying. The the first, I mean, I, I love that you started here because that's really the starting point for recognizing it's not kind right? Yeah. And, and you, and I can feel the people that are like, well, but I want to be loving. And, and it's like, okay, you're not being loving, being nice, because here's the other bad news. It's about you. People pleasing is not actually about other people. It's about you. It's a survival strategy to maintain an image of yourself, to maintain being liked, to maintain a pseudo sense of safety that is a defense mechanism to try and create connection, but you're not actually creating meaningful connection. And I'll never forget one of my favorite clients tell the story of how she would be nice up until a certain point, right? And then something would happen and then they snap in the relationship or like all of a sudden all the like built up resentment of having abandoned myself by being nice instead of kind the whole time. Then her relationships fell apart because all of a sudden she was like freaking out over something. And the guy was like, 
whoa, like who is this? Who is this person? Because you've just presented a certain way the whole time. And so that like, if you've been following us for a while, I don't, and I personally don't know how to not do it this way that there's the personal childhood shit and then there's patriarchy conditioning and every girl on the planet, especially in North America is conditioned to be nice. Right. Like even I'm, I'm now watching this, this whole thing with kids, right? Like, Oh, make sure you share, like, don't hurt anybody's feelings. Right. Like you're conditioned. So like everybody take a deep breath as you listen to this episode to say, I, this isn't about like a me problem that I have to fix. And I've been bad by doing this. It's like, whoa, this thing that I've been doing is actually not authentic. This thing that I've been doing has been keeping me stuck because I'm not being me. And I want, right. You're being nice because you want to have connection, right? You are doing it because you want to be loved. You want to feel like you matter. You want to feel like you belong. But the bad news is you're not actually creating that experience by being nice because you're not being authentic to who you are. And I've, I mean, I was the nice girl. I mean, my stay tuned for my next funny reel about this, about the nice girl dating, (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I only was trying to be the nice girl in relationship, right? I have no needs. I'm so cool. Nothing bothers me. Oh, you want to continue sleeping with other people? Sure. That's fine. Like, oh, you don't want to see me all the time? I'm chill and it's fine. It's I'm, I'm nice. Like, and that self-abandonment, like being nice is a conditioning to try and get love. And if you've been listening to us, you know that we say a million times, the first problem is trying to get something rather than authentically and generously give. But being nice, why it holds you back is because it's not authentic. You're not being who you are. You're being who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah. And and the caveat is you're trying to get love, but you'll never feel it because right. you're not being you. And for all you nice girls out there, if you're deeply in it and you've been doing it for a long time, most likely you're like, well, I don't know who I am without this. But when you learn to start operating from another part of you, that's not survival. That's that sovereign woman that we talk about on pretty much every episode. When you learn to make choices from that place instead and checking in with yourself first, wait, what do I want? Even to the nice girl asking yourself what you want will feel incredibly selfish. Be fucking selfish. Learn how to be selfish. May every human on planet earth and the word selfish has, it's a loaded word. So let's call it sacredly selfish because it doesn't mean you're not going to be kind and considerate of other people's experience. When you're making choices for yourself, you can communicate, you know, something's a no for you. I've talked about this before. If something's a no, you communicate it with love. Thank you so much for the invitation. It means a lot to me. It's a no, but I would love to grab coffee next week. Or if you're on a date that doesn't feel aligned, like, you know, thank you so much for the coffee. It was nice to meet you. Um, this is not, this is not aligned for me, but I wish you all the best in your dating where you, 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 you lubricate it with love, like you can still be kind and considerate of the other person experience, but that your choices and your decisions are based on your own compass and what feels nourishing and honoring of you. 
and getting to know what that is. And for all, like, if you've been operating a nice girl for a really long time, most likely you have no idea. This is the the two saboteur archetypes is the self-sacrificer and the shapeshifter. And so many women do this because like you said, when you were little, some based on your family system or your school system, or you learned how to squeeze yourself into the tiniest places and how to be that doormat to be, you know, considering everyone else, but yourself. I love that you, that you said that about the, the training that kids have at school or at daycare, like to not, not on ourself. Like we get trained out of standing up for ourselves. We get trained out of following what feels right for us. And you know, as a parent, like sometimes you're training your kids out of their compass because their compass is taking them across the street and they could get hit by a car. So sometimes it's like literal life or death, safety. And so much of it is the parent just passing down the program, the program, the program, the program. And then we live from that. And it's, I just think like I, no matter how amazing the partners I attracted were back in the day and how much they loved me, I never felt loved because I wasn't being myself. I was being what they needed, what I thought they needed me to be, to have them approve of me, to have them like me, to have them choose me. And they did most of the time. Like, I mean, really great masterful manipulators. I think of the 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 male side of this is that, that book, we've talked about it a long time ago, the game and mm. the pickup artistry. Like women do pickup artistry too. If you're doing, if you're doing being this. like, overly available or you're playing the game and not being pretending you're not of it. What like if you're in the game of contorting yourself, you're manipulating too. So, you know, and, and part of the reason why women are overly available is because they don't have a full life and they're not full. Like we talk about also on every episode, if your life isn't full, if you aren't filled with things that you love and living a life that feels nourishing to your soul when you're out there dating you're gonna you're gonna naturally fall into being overly available and doing whatever it takes especially if you're super attached to getting a boyfriend or having a husband or having a partner if you're results-based dating it's going to be really hard to not let your saboteur and these these survival patterns take over I feel like you've said this before, but I'm like thinking about the power of how many women are anxious, right? Like mm. I've been doing this for 11 years and like the amount of clients right now that are talking about anxiety is actually completely different than what was happening even 10 years ago. Like the anxiety has skyrocketed and I, I, there are many real components to anxiety and most women are anxious around dating because they're not authentic. Yes. because they don't know how to rest in their own sovereignty and not take responsibility for everyone else's feelings because they don't know how to believe that they are worthy and lovable without getting male attention. Like, I'm just going to keep coming back to that conditioning because boys aren't conditioned this way. No, only girls are. And like, that's why this is so important. And the recognition, the amount of stories I've heard from women over 11 years of doing dating work, that's the impulse, right? Well, I want to be nice. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Why aren't you treating people like adults? Yeah. And that's the thing that I want to actually say about how I'm doing sharing with Madeline, that it's not about encouraging sharing. It's about encouraging being generous. And that if someone gets upset, right? So when a baby or a child is upset because they're not getting the toy that they want, I'm not going to teach my girl that she should give the toy to that kid so they stop being upset. 
Because right. that's saying the message that it's Madeline's responsibility. I might just say, oh yeah, it, it, you're upset that you can't have that toy. That's totally understandable that you're upset and you'll be able to play with it when Madeline's done playing with it. Yeah. Right. When she makes the choice because she's done with it and she wants to be generous, not to placate that person's feelings. Yes. And that yeah. is at the core of being nice. At yes. the core of being nice is I don't have a sense of self and I'm, I'm immersed and enmeshed in everyone else's reality. So I can't let people just have their feelings. And I think on a greater scale, this is what's happening in North America around the immaturity around relationship is no one's actually able to just have their fucking feelings. Rejection is part of life. Disappointment is part of life. Disconnection is part of life. Being angry is part of life, right? Not getting what you want every second is part of life. And we don't know how to just sit with upset. And most of the work when I'm working with people breaking people plaz, people plazing. People pleasing. Wow. <laughs> people pleasing. Apparently, I said y'all on the video the other day, and I was like, "Who are you right now?" Um, is learning how to be with whatever they feel when they set a boundary, yeah. or when they tell the truth about something, or when they say uh, no. Right? It's recognizing that you're being nice because you can't sit with yes. what's happening inside of you. You're taking responsibility for everyone else's feelings because you don't know how to take responsibility for yours. And I and I am someone who grew up in a home with a freaking monster for a mother, a woman who had no boundaries around her feelings where everything was an upset, everything was, was a big deal. And so most people pleasers and nice girls, right? There's the cultural conditioning, but then there's the very real experience of, the cost to what would happen if they did stand up for themselves, right? Or the cost of what would happen when they had a feeling and no one was attuned to it, yeah, right? And so the 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 emotional mastery and, and compassion for self and kind to self is actually where it all begins to stop being nice because then you do learn the language of how to be kind, but kindness is I'm sovereign and you're sovereign. Right. It ends up happening naturally when if I'm taking care of myself and taking responsibility for my feelings, I assume that my partner will too. Right. I assume the person that I'm dating will too. And I treat them like an adult. And if you want to know why most relationships suck is because two people are being children in the relationship. Right. And there are plenty of men that are people pleasers and, and nice, by the way, like I did one. Of, it actually went viral. My my reel on the difference between nice guys and great men. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so men do, there are nice guys, right? Like why do nice guys finish last? Because you don't trust them. Right. Right. On the receiving, as a woman, when you're across the table from a nice guy, you don't trust them. Just feel, you know, that as you're listening to this, you know, that there's something that doesn't feel actually good because you're thinking this person's not authentic. They're just yes. doing what I want to do, or they're not really having an opinion about what matters to them, or they're just always, they're always a yes and giving in to my things, or I can never find out what the fuck do you want for dinner? What do you want? Tell me what you want for dinner, right? It's never, yes. it's not just, oh, I don't care. You have opinions, right? You matter. And at the root of codependency is not feeling like you matter and being nice and people pleasing is a symptom of codependency because it's a symptom of a lost sense of self. And that's yes. why this is so so, so important. And I will share because this happened yesterday. Um, the vulnerability of not teaching my daughter that she's responsible for my feelings. Mm. I 
you know, I worked all day and I have a nanny and, um, I had a moment of being able to come out of the room, you know, in the middle of the day. So I come out and normally Madeline has a big smile. She reaches for me. Like she can't, she's so excited to see me this time. She was in the middle of playing. She's having the time of her life with my nanny. She kind of looked over, like she looked at me, but she didn't smile. She didn't care. Oh, my heart, (laughs) right? My heart. And I could feel, I could feel the part of me that wanted to be like, oh, you're not smiling. Like to say out loud, like, oh, I don't get a smile. And, Mm -hmm. and if I had done that, I would have, I'm going to cry because this is what my childhood actually was like. It was about my mom, not about me. If I had done that for Madeline, it would have made my experience more important than the one she was having. Yes. Because what she was doing was playing and feeling safe in the world with someone that's not me, which is what I want for her. And I want her to have a solid sense of self. And of course, doesn't mean she doesn't fucking love me. Like feel all the immature women in the world right now who are in relationship where their partner is busy doing something. Right. And they, they come out and they want to see them. This has happened hundreds of times. I've been really excited to see Andrew and he's just caught up in something else. If I made it mean like, oh, they don't love me. That's now making everything about me. Yes. So what I did say, she kept playing. I took a deep breath, right? I acknowledged my hurt and my heart. And I took a deep breath and I said, I'm so happy you're having a great experience right now and playing. I love watching you play. I'm going back to work and I'll see you later. And she looked at me again and did bye-bye because we she, she waves now for bye-bye. Oh, and this is amazing that for every I'm going to cry because I can imagine other women are crying right now about how many mothers yes. made everything about them and not about the individual. Yes. And what I love when I hear you and Patricio is it's an honoring of one another's experience. Like it's such love is the attunement of I'm having my experience and I'm witnessing yours without trying to change it, without trying to fix it, without making it about me. So that's why being nice doesn't get you the love you want. And it holds you back in every area of your life, because what we want is to be seen and known for who we are. And no one can have that happen if you're trying to be someone you're not. Yeah. Right. And guess what? Motherhood isn't about me. And stay tuned for another podcast episode about that, because that's been my awareness these days. But it was the one it was so powerful to feel oh my god that sucked that she didn't smile at me you know and it doesn't mean she doesn't love me it it means my daughter is happy in her life which is what I want for her to have a sovereign sense of self and to know that she's safe when I'm not around rather than some weird enmeshment where she needs me every second of every day I'm there when she needs me that's secure attachment this when you need she to write a freaking book you need oh to write a book. lots of people have written books about it but this no, this is if what you want to. in love if this is this what you want in love it's this this is so profound because i just think of the layers of this story and how you tended to your own heart like the lessons and the gifts in this story you tended to your own heart you acknowledged inside of yourself that it was okay to feel that pain what's not okay is to put it on the other person right and so we we're constantly doing that when we're operating in survival we're we're looking to the other person to to make us feel better that's why i hate the word boundaries because it most people interpret that word as i need you to be different So I feel less pain and here's how you need to behave around me. 
me. So I feel less pain and there's, there's different ways. Like that's the misinterpretation of the word. Um, it, this is what we're constantly doing on both ends of relationship, looking to the other person to make us feel better or to make us feel something whether it's pleasure or to take away our pain or giving them the responsibility for our pain, or we do, we, we, we take on their pain and we feel responsible for theirs. And that's constantly happening back and forth when we're operating from our patterns in relationship. So how beautiful, because I know so many women listening to this episode had that situation as kids and became the nice girl and the pleaser and the shapeshifter and the sacrificer because they felt responsible. I mean, this is so many women I work with. They felt responsible as a child for their mother's feelings. Like you are not. And and I know there's a lot of women who listen to the new truth who haven't even done any work on themselves before. Like you are not, and were never responsible for your parents' feelings. And so many children didn't like you didn't get to be children. And what a gift that you're giving Madeline that experience, but that every, like every little inner child, every woman listening to this episode and man, cause I know there's men too, like the little kid inside of you that didn't like, that's who this is for. That's who learning how to not operate from survival. When you're in your patterns, you're just going to attract someone else in their patterns. Like yes, if you were being the nice yes. girl, you're going to attract the controller. Right. And like, if you're in your patterns, you attract patterns. And now it's two children in a relationship operating from survival. Then you never get to get experience the juice of love. You never get to experience the, the, the beauty and, or the red flags that are there because you're, you're missing it because you're just operating from survival. Um, but all the little kids inside of us need us to show up differently. Now, now that we're adults, like, okay, your child, that little girl inside was wounded when you were little, but now you have choice. Now you have choice. Now you have sovereignty. Now it's your reign, your life. You might, a part of you might be operating in survival really strongly thinking, nope, I'm still responsible for everyone else's experience, but we are here to tell you that you are not, that you are responsible just like you did with Madeline. You honored yourself and your heart, but you didn't project it onto her. You 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 projected love onto her. You gave her love and you gave yourself love. And that's what we all need. So in those moments when your partner, like with me and Patricio in our relationship, like when he's going through something, uh, and even if we're going through something together, it's like, I give myself what I need, take full responsibility for my feelings and my activations and what came up and what was underneath the meaning making and all that stuff you talked about that had nothing to do with him. Oh, in this moment, I feel like I'm not lovable, not good enough or not worthy or whatever the thing is underneath. And then, you know, he, same thing. And now we can meet each other there and love each other through what's going on without putting it on each other. So like being nice is hurting everyone. It's hurting you and it's hurting other people. It's not like, it's not just hurting you. It's hurting other people. And you think that it's helping people making decisions based on not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. I can't, I mean, if I had a dollar for how many women I've worked I've with who I mean, everyone. married someone who married someone right. oh, because God, they right. didn't want to let down that person they said yes to an engagement when it was actually a no. They said yes to the marriage and the wedding planning when it was such a clear no because they didn't want to let down their families. They didn't want to let down their partner. They didn't listen. Your your mom, your husband, your bro, your boyfriend, your whoever in your life, your daughter, 
they got their own life. Everyone, every human on planet earth gets their own. So like, why are you living everyone else's? Who's living yours? If you're so busy <laughs> trying to live everyone else's, trying to make everyone else happy, it seems like the nice thing to do. And it, it's so wild. Like when I was the nice girl, everyone thought that I was so happy, but I was, I was mm-hmm. miserable on the inside. I was, I kept up a really good facade on the outside. But now when I meet people that are like that, it's, it doesn't, like you said about the nice guy, it doesn't feel good. It feels fake. It feels weird. It is. <laughs> it, it, yeah, of course. So it feels weird. It feels like uncomfortable when people are overly giving and overly extending. Like whenever I'm around that now, I feel really uncomfortable. I'm like, no, can you just be honest? Like, oh, this feels really weird. Like, I don't need you to twist yourself in pretzel to please me right now. It doesn't feel good. So Yeah. I mean, gosh, you'll never feel loved and you'll never feel who you really are and know who you really are if you're making choices for everyone else. And if you're making other people responsible, like, fuck, that story was so powerful. I'm ready for your your book. Thank you. Yeah. It just happened yesterday. (laughs) Um, um, The other things I want to say is that the nice girl is about the same thing as like the good girl. And Uh so in order to get comfortable with being sovereign, you have to be willing to disappoint others. Like I love, I mean, what you just said, right? Like talk about self-abandonment is I'm making a life altering decision, like marrying someone, even though it's not what I want in order to make other people happy. But here's what's happening when you disappoint others, right? You go into survival feeling like you're going to be cast out of the village and, and never to be loved again, right? If you disappoint people and you make it mean that you're a bad girl. That's actually why it's such a problem. So in order to shift out of good or bad girl, it has to be that my inherent worth is unchanging. I'm not trying to be good or bad. And you better believe, right? With my monster mother, I was constantly punished, right? And told I was a bad girl, right? Mm -hmm. So there is that compulsion of, of girl, we're trying to be good, because we're trying to get approval and love and unconditional love doesn't exist in a romantic partnership. It only exists between parent and child, because if a behavior doesn't work for me, I don't then stay and keep loving you. It's if something happens that doesn't work for me, I can then make a decision around that and maintain a loving and kind space. But in adult relationships, I have to actually behave accordingly. It's not all bets are off. And now that I have a relationship, I can do whatever I want and there are no consequences. And so the disappointing others is such a hard one for so many women, but like that's incredibly necessary partnered with recognizing there's no such thing as good and bad. And I'm not trying to be a good girl or a bad girl, right? You're not a bad girl when you disappoint other people. You just disappoint other people because not everyone's going to agree with everything that you do. Not everyone's going to love you, but you will only find the people who really, really do when you're being yourself and when yeah. you're being authentic and true to who you are. And I just said to someone yesterday, your only job as an adult actually is that to yeah. be who you are that, and that's your job. Your job is to behave in alignment with your values, to behave in alignment with your truth, to show up in your life from exactly who you are, and then wait and see who joins you in that magical space and says, yes, I love what you've got going on. I love who you are. Yes. Yeah. We're being the nice girl to get love and acceptance or approval and acceptance, I'll say. 
And yet you'll feel way, you'll never feel acceptance. You'll never, you'll feel never it. because you're not being you. And so when you are honest with what's true for you, that's when you attract your people. I'm witnessing it with one of my clients right now. She's coming out of the closet about being super spiritual and sharing lots of things on social media. And it's been so beautiful to witness mm. all of a sudden she was like, oh, there's no one in my life like me. And then all of a sudden she's like a magnet to it. And all these people she didn't know that were like her are like her because she's being who she really is. So, and if you don't know who you really are, it's time to just start listening to those nudges and what to, to your true desires, to your body, to what's a no and, and see what happens when you honor your no's and you honor your yeses. And even though after, in my experience, whenever I follow a truth, like, let's say it's a really big heart. Yes. I have a feeling in my body. That's like, cause I often get this question and I know we do too, with the podcast, like, how do you know if it's your conditioning or your, your survival or your truth? My experience is the yeses are this like really expansive feeling in my body and my heart. And then right after, usually the fear kicks in. The fear is like, no, 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 because it's like way outside the comfort zone. So don't do that thing. So if the body reacts, responds first to a yes, and then the fear kicks in, that's how I know it's a yes. And this will be, you'll just figure it out yourself, how it works. I think it's, you know, that's probably similar for a lot of women, but it, it might be different mm -hmm. for you. And then for nose, it's the same thing. My body gives me an initial like, ugh, like gut punch or squeezy feeling or sick feeling. And then my mind will come up with a reason why that no should be a yes. So if your mind's trying to trick you to do the opposite, mm, opposite. thing to what the body, the first body response is, that's your survival. Powerful. That's the fear-based conditioned mind. And all of this good girl, bad girls, freaking conditioning school, like we kindergarten, we're like stuck in a corner in the room in a chair facing the wall. If you're in trouble or go to the principal's yeah. office or you're a good girl, you're a bad girl. Here's, you should be more like your sister. You should be more like your classmate. We're we're constant, like this is our conditioning, no matter what family you grew up in. And I also think like, for me, I think part of the reason why I became the nice girl was being highly sensitive in the world and walking through the world, feeling everything and not knowing that everything I felt wasn't my own and also not knowing how to navigate what I was feeling inside of me. And so I would just like, mm -hmm. I could feel if someone was pissed off and they weren't saying it, but I could feel if they were pissed off. So I'd be extra nice and extra sweet and extra you know, overcompensating because I would feel like, oh my gosh, maybe they're mad at me or how can I like, but what it, what being an empath actually is, is we're uncomfortable with what we're feeling in our own bodies. So when you learn, you talked about this earlier, when you learn how to be in relationship with your feelings, which we both teach, um, and you get out of the stories that you learn how to actually just be with what you're feeling and like you were yesterday, be with your heart, honor your feelings, acknowledge them, let yourself feel them without feeding the story. Now you're in relationship with your feeling. Guess what? They wash through, like you said, like a wave. And it's like you learn to surf and then the waves come and they go and they come and they go, but it doesn't mean anything. You don't get pulled down into a, you know, undertow. If you're not, uh, if you're, if you're not arguing with it or you're not avoiding it, you're just allowing yourself to feel what's there. And as to break free from the nice girl, you have to get used to feeling uncomfortable. And I think to get, to grow in general, I to mean, grow I was gonna like, say, yeah. into who you really are, like absolutely every part of you that you're not in touch with right now, the woman that you actually are your system, your body is going to be uncomfortable and you're going to feel a lot of feelings that your saboteur, your survival patterns are going to want to escape. 
and your practice is just to learn how to be in relationship with those feelings. So yeah. Yeah. And I loved, loved for who you are, not what you do. That's the last thing I'll say that the nice girl is trying to get love through doing nice, right. Through, through doing things for other people. And the only way you experience actual love is when you're loved for who you are, not what you do, not what you look like, not how much money you have in the bank, not what you do for work, but because of who you are in the world and all those things are cherries on top and hopefully are expressions, right. Of aspects of self, but the amount of women who are caught up in that I'm loved for what I do because that was the conditioning or that was a childhood, the breaking free is, can I see the essence of who I am? And then that's what I'm bringing into the world. So I love your client story too, of just coming out of the closet, right? That I don't know how many more times we have to say it. Like the magic is being who you are and and what's included in being who you are. What do you love? What are you passionate about? Right. It can be little things of like, what do I love to listen? What kind of music do I love to listen to? What have I been moved by recently? What's my favorite book? Those are all aspects of self. You don't have to do these like big, you don't have to leap into big questions for me and my recovery from people pleasing. It was that of like, wait a second, what do I actually want? What, what matters to me? What, how what do I be, like spending my time? What, what I was just going to say the most loving choice right now, like to go to the party. I don't want to go to, to right. get married. That What would be the right. most loving thing? Like if I were, and, and just like, if you have a hard time doing it for you, do it for that little kid inside yes. who either was just highly sensitive in the world and taking responsibility for everyone else's feelings, or just was trained in the school system to be a good girl or, or had a toxic relationship with the women in her life or was taught to be the nice girl. Like this is your pro a program. It's not who you are. We're all just operating like robots when we're in our survival, being the program as opposed to being ourselves. So to get to know yourself, you have to be, start to be loving towards yourself. So put, get photos out of yourself as a little girl, put them on your wall and like start to devote your day to her. Like, what do you want? How would feel fun for you? What would feel loving for you? What would feel, what feels like the most nourishing choice right now? And just like, start to ask yourself, just start to be your own friend and to be in relationship with yourself. And then, I mean, gosh, coming back to romantic relationships, you're going to attract much healthier love when you know how to give it to yourself and much healthier friendships, much healthier everything. That's it. That's it. So we believe in you. It's a practice, right? And from two recovered people, we didn't just wave a magic wand and then get over it. And I actually, my truth is I have to continuously practice it. Like it's, it's, no law the impulse is no longer to be a people pleaser but you better believe sometimes it comes up right and i get worried about disappointing or worried about the other person's reaction but the thing yes. that's different is it no, no longer stops me from telling yeah. the truth and so yeah. this is the magic you know the drill if you are moved by this episode we love hearing from you if you have questions for us we love hearing from you and we so appreciate when you share these episodes and this message with other women in your life also, we have two oh, shit, I announcements forgot. I'm going to see. <laughs> I'm going to see, God for you. you didn't <laughs> click off. <laughs> um, so we have two exciting things coming up. One, go right now to the New Truth Podcast on Instagram and follow us. It's coming soon. There's nothing there yet. However, we are going to be building out a New Truth Podcast uh, Instagram, which we're super excited about and just to engage with you more. seems like a lot of people hang out on Instagram, so we're going to go do that too. 
And also, um, oh, we're we're coming up to our 200th episode, which is insane. Crazy. It's like Catherine and I, four years ago this week, we're doing a photo shoot in Vancouver and dreaming of the New Truth podcast. And we recorded, we recorded, we recorded the, the first, first two episodes yeah, together. In my apartment in Vancouver, we sure did. And so go back and listen to the first ones. It's four years today since we recorded those. We launched it in January, 2020. And it's crazy to think it's been four years. Like God, time is going. What is time? That's another episode. That's another <laughs> podcast entirely. Um, but we are going to, in celebration of our um, of our 200th episode, we are going to be doing a Zoom Q&A live meet and greet um with you. So more to come on that, but we have chosen the date. So save the date. It's November 11th. It's going to be morning Pacific time, I'll say, because I'm in Greece and we know we have people from all over the world listening to the podcast. I think we so said 8 save Pacific. the day. Yeah. 8am Pacific is usually the sweet spot. So save the date. If you're in Australia, get up at three in the morning, it'll be <laughs> worth it. Um, wherever in the world you are, save the date uh, November 11th, 2023 for a new truth event, virtual event. We're super excited. One day we'll do in-person events too. And, um, yeah, we love you. Thank you for being so supportive of the podcast. For those of you diehards that have been here from the beginning or what listened to the episodes over and over again, and for all you newbies and everyone to come, thank you for supporting us. We love you. Thank you for that, Kate. I can't believe I forgot because I actually am uh -huh. very excited about this. Yeah, in the oh my zone gosh. about the teaching, but this the yes. event's going to be so fun. We're going to teach. We're going to teach on something. Probably most likely live living your truth, um, and then just do Q and A with you, which is yes. each of our absolute favorite thing. So, yes. if you've yeah. been and dying we'll, we'll to be, be in the space, yeah. right, the space with other women who are living this way, right, and and longing for community, that's what this is going to be about too. So stay yes. tuned. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Love you. We'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.